With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hello, hello, everybody. Back. Back with another episode. I'm excited for this episode, Wes, because I got a fancy new little mixer box and a fancy new HD cam that I'm using. I don't know if I look any better. Maybe clearer, so maybe not better, so sorry. But, oh no, I'm, hang on, hang on, it didn't unmute you, there we go. No, not that, there we go. Click unmute on your screen, on your button. Muting me. There yeah. we go. Uh, you got a little bit more pixels on the. It's not as clear as I would like it to be, but it's okay. Yeah, I got to go into the settings. I think the autofocus is still on, and that's kind of messing it up. I need that to stop because I think anytime uh-huh. I move, it's like. But yeah, I thought it made me look a little bit sexier to the fans, but probably not. Sorry, guys. Um, I don't think that has anything to do with camera work. I think that has more of your own swagger. Yeah, that sucks, and I'm out of luck. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going, dude? dude you've had a, what a busy, busy week. Or dude, you've week. been yeah, you've been going this week. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, we just got back from uh, New York, and uh, before we went to AEW, and New York was crazy, man. Uh, it was snowing. Are you, are you still there? I thought you froze. It was snowing, huh? Yeah. It was how snowing. did I was you like, fare? For a minute there, you were so still, I thought it froze. No. Um, good yeah. poker face. Uh, were you prepared, though? Like, did you know it was going to, or were you, like, caught out there with, like, no jacket? and? Well, uh, the funniest thing is that's our first trip that means stuff has done together. Like, yeah. our first, like, airplane ride together. So that was pretty cool, but... I was pretty prepared. I knew it was going to be cold, but I could have probably brought an extra layer of clothing. Definitely could have done that. But uh, the craziest thing was I was nervous because I didn't know if people were going to remember me or not. So that was kind of like, like kind of sketchy. Yeah. I mean, I know you always like, 
you told me that. You were like, I'm, I'm a little nervous. It was scary. I didn't know how people were going to handle it. And I saw the pictures and some video from it. It looked awesome, by the way. And to see people there in Aces and Eights shit was, was freaked out, man. Yeah, it's just – it's kind of nerve-wracking because, like, I knew people would know who Red is because, yeah. you know, she's on fire right now on TV. But I didn't think people were going to remember me. Or maybe if they did, they'd be like, oh, I know who your dad was, not – Oh, I was a fan of you, Wes, and yeah. it was kind of cool seeing people, like, as I walked in, they were chanting, Briscoe, Briscoe, and I was like, whoa, I was like, okay, maybe the boy still got it, and, um, and it felt good, like, be signing a bunch of old, like, TNA stuff, a couple of old FCW stuff, and a lot of my trading cards, and just knowing how much Aces and Eights was an impact to people, and how much they love the Aces and Eights gimmick and uh, just the impact that it left on people. I mean, there was people that were full Aces and Eights out, and Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. It was really, really a good experience. Yeah, man, it looked like a lot of fun. It's it's funny because you – so first of all, and I've told you this many, many times when we talk about this stuff, but, uh, like, I I always say I think you don't – you don't – you don't realize, I think, uh, how big of an impression you've made on the professional wrestling world because, again, you are a talent. You know what I mean? You you, you had a gift at it. You're good at it. You know what I mean? So, like, people remember that. And, again, you were part of some cool stuff, like uh, the uh, gut check to get on the TNA, and then Aces and Eights was probably the best heel faction ever in TNA. So, I mean, like, dude, you were involved, and you had some really cool moments at FCW that, like, hardcore fans know about. Uh, you know what I mean? Which is uh, also why you have such high regard from your peers in the business, too. And we see that with, guys, a lot of the main eventers right now on WWE and even over in AEW all were there with you and, and were in the ring with you and all have that respect for you and know the worker you are. And that's what's amazing. So it's, you know, I get that you can have those feelings because I just have those, too. But, I mean, especially on someone in your place in life with that that whole thing. But, Man, I knew there'd be people there. I was like, you, you don't need to worry. It's going to be cool. Yeah, but sort of back in my head, I'm like, yeah. it's, I'm in New York. It's snowing. Like, how many people are really going to show up? I mean, I know there are people going to show up to see to see Red, but are they going to show up to see me and, like, want to, like, and it turned out really, really well. And, of course, we did that, then flew straight home. Uh, I had an ARW show. Did we talk about this? We didn't. You were still a little salty from the last show, so we kind of skipped over it. Okay, so we did talk about the autograph sign in New York. I'm a sure. little bit. We touched on it, yeah. But then we kind of, like I said, we jumped over the ARW show. Yeah, then uh, I flew in for my birthday. Oh. We did, I did my birthday, and then I literally got ready to go to watch Red do her biggest match to date and be with her the whole time and kind of be her backup, which was super cool. Like for once I got to see, I kind of just sat back and enjoyed it as a fan, but also I was there a lot moral support. Like I was there two days before the show and just, you know, making sure that she had the support that she needed to get ready to have one of the biggest matches today. Yeah, and before we get like into the actual match and the day of and everything, uh, so that was you, you. You already had a lot of traveling going on, so it's already been a busy week. You're now home. You're getting ready to leave right away again. You and Red. So, like, what were the vibes going in, man? Were you nervous? You're about to see your girl on a really big stage. What were her feelings and vibes going into this thing? Uh, like, like, what was that like? Because that's this is a, it was a big match to get uh, prepared for, and you may. A lot of people watch just may disagree, and you can say that if you want, and I think a lot of people might agree too, though. But after watching Revolution happen last night, the pay-per-view, the go-home was better. That whole go-home show was, in my opinion, better than what we got at Revolution last night. Maybe I'm wrong, but that was my gut feeling last night after watching it. So it was a big show. Yeah, it was a great show. I mean, first of all, it's a way better platform that she got to do it on TV than a pay-per-view, to be honest with you, because more people were going to tune in to the TV show than they were going to pay-per-view. Because you got to look at the demographic that Shaq and his crowd that he's going to bring in. 
So the demographic of Shaq, his crowd, and fan base, they might not necessarily purchase a pay-per-view. But they'll definitely watch for free on TV. So I believe Steph's ratings was a 1.2 for her segment, I believe her ratings was. That was the highest ratings out of any of the shows, the highest segment, and that was her segment. So she got a lot of eyes on her. She got more exposure than if it was going to be on a pay-per-view. So I was actually excited for her that it wasn't on the pay-per-view, that it was on TV because of the exposure she's going to get off of it being on TV than a pay-per-view. Yeah, definitely a better medium uh, as opposed to the pay-per-view because, like you said, it's free. So, And I think we saw that in the ratings. Um, so you guys get to Jacksonville. How much, like, day of were you actually around Red, or was she pretty much busy backstage getting ready and you kind of were just left alone? And what was the day of show like, man? Because, you know, A. Well, first, first we we get there the day before, and you get into the bubble. You got to get, before you can go anywhere, you get uh, tested, COVID-19 tested. Of course, once you get tested, And it's, I believe you wait 10 to 15 minutes once you get the test results. Then you're allowed to go back to your hotel room and you're basically just, you're not told not to leave, but you basically stay. I mean, you'd be stupid not to leave because this is your job. This is your career. Like, why would you go out and risk not being able to be on TV and risk your coworkers? So, we just basically ordered food and just watched some TV and just relaxed and just kind of gave her a massage, just kind of calmed her nerves. And then the day the day of the actual pay-per-view, she had to get up super early and leave. I kind of just relaxed in the hotel and just watched TV and mm-hmm. just kind of just took, took the, the hour. It was, I didn't have to be at the show until like 6.30. She left at like 10.00. So I had, I just kind of just relaxed, went back to sleep, just kind of used that day. I don't ever relax, so I kind of used that day of like, hey, Wes, this is the first time you're ever going to, like, not have to do anything. Right. So you might as well take advantage of it and just relax. It was hard because I kept was like, I oh, I go to the gym, but then I'm like, oh, I don't want to risk going to the gym and then running, meeting, running into someone and they get sick and then I go yeah. backstage and – I'm just going to play it by the rules. And I was so happy to be there that, you know, I'm not trying to mess anything up. So yeah, uh, I just kind of just relaxed. And then, of course, the day I'm driving to the show, and I don't think the nerves really hit me until I got all dressed up. I pulled into arena, and I was like, wow, I'm nervous. And it wasn't like a nervous – for me, it was a nervous, like, oh, my God, my – fiance is about to go out there and have the biggest match of her career and I'm so happy for her. I'm proud and want to make sure I'm on time and don't want to miss anything and make sure that like me getting backstage is easy because I don't want her to stress out about, Oh, is he going to get backstage easily? Is he going to mingle with everybody? Nice. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on. So of course she's stressed out about that. I'm like, of course, I'm like, babe, I know everyone backstage. It's going to be fine. Of course, I make my way. I end up knowing all the security guards because all the security guards were ex-TNA guys. So, of course, they're, I don't even need a badge. They're like, well, like, so I'm talking to all the, like, AEW head security people. Right. They used to be the TNA head security people. What's so that, I'm just Atlas or something like that, right? <clears throat> yeah, so I'm just talking with them and running into all all my friends and you know I ran into Chris Jericho I ran into everybody and talked to them and she's like you know everybody I'm like yeah I do and it it, it felt good you know saying hi to everybody getting respect from everybody and um yeah, yeah I was just super nervous and uh they're all like yeah you want to watch from backstage and I'm like no no I wanted to actually sit out there as a fan and as as just a regular person and watch it from the stands and like, there's nothing like I, I tell everybody watching pro wrestling and going to a pro wrestling event is two different things. 
And when you actually are in the crowd, sitting there, feeling the energy, it's awesome. It's It blows. It, it could be the worst match in the world. It's still fun. I mean, it's just yeah. absolutely amazing. Right. And just to see Steph go out on that such a big stage and seeing her have her pyro and her own entrance music and her own T-shirt and just everything. And it just... I actually cried, and it was it was tears of just being proud and yeah. just being amazed of you know all of her hard work, of her working two jobs, of all the sacrifices she has made, and everything just finally paying off. It was it was a really good experience, really good feeling. That's awesome. Yeah, and watching the show, like I said, uh, I would I will I will say it was better than the pay per view last night, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, but again, that's just my opinion as a fan, but, uh, very, uh, it was interesting to see like who you'd run into while you were there. Um, let me ask you this. I want to just ask your feelings, like just tell us what you were feeling in this moment. Uh, just a couple different moments from that match though. Uh, so first of all, when she makes her entrance, uh, pyro of the full nine yards, brand new, amazing looking gear. Uh, just looking smoke show, just owning the stage too, like no hesitation. Yeah. So what what's going through your head? You see, you know, you see in your future wife right here, getting that chance, the big chance is there, and she's I'm, killing it. Yeah, it it <clears throat> it was just pure, just happiness and joy, and just knowing. Again, that everything that she sacrificed, all of her hard work has paid off. And knowing that she can back it up. Like, you can give her the microphone, she can talk. You put it against any person, and she can wrestle. And she's gorgeous. So she has all three. She has the it factor. She has personality. She's amazing. I knew she was going to do great. I was just glad that she was able to handle the pressure. Because yeah. that's the thing is, you get a lot of good athletes. You get a lot of good people that can cut a promo. You get a lot of good people that can wrestle. But can they come through when all the cameras, when all there, there's actually people there. So when all the people are there and she came through more than I ex- exceeded or expected, she, she knocked it out of the park. She slam dunked it. She did everything right. And I was just nothing but proud. What was the crowd's response, by the way? Because, again, it's hard to tell on TV you were there with that uh, limited capacity crowd there. What was the reception like? Because it did sound very well on TV, but, again, it's different when you're there. I mean, it was, she's, she's over well, as hell. Yeah, just great response. This is awesome chant, um, red velvet, stir it up. I mean, it was just it, – it was a hell of a match, and um, respect and the every, kids show. Every, yeah, the I saw half of the show. I went backstage two matches after her, and uh, you know, um, but it was a great show, and you know, just Shaq and everybody was just good. It was good to see Big Show. I hung out or Paul White. I got to hang out with him for a while. Got to hang out with Vicky. Nice. Um, it was. Um, Got to hang out with a um, bunch of people. Uh, Darby Allen. Um, got to talk to Sammy Guevara. Got to hang out with a bunch of people that I really haven't hung out with in a very long time, and got to catch up with a lot of people that I got to haven't seen in a while. So that was really fun. Yeah, that's very, very, very cool. Uh, a couple more moments I just wanted to ask you about. One is uh, the uh, the jump off and flip off the top rope into them uh, when they were standing outside the ring. Uh, like, were you getting a little nervous as she was getting up on that top rope for that? Super nervous. <laughs> and I was <clears> – I wasn't nervous that she wasn't going to do I was nervous that I was like, everybody better catch her. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. I, knew, she, I knew 100% she was going to nail it. I was just – and, wow, what a perfect moonshot yeah. it was. That's yeah. probably one of the best ones. I've ever seen. Like I was up there with Charlotte Flair style, like yeah. perfect stand, completely tall, perfect moonsault. Just it was good. 
She stuck it for sure. She did. Uh, yeah, that, and then, um, the, the, so the one moment as, as fans watching at home know, uh, that was kind of a bummer, but again, the crowd reception online when this happened was still very positive. Uh, people just understood it was just off by a second or two and that's why it happened. But when the spot with Shaq through the tables happened, which first of all, you saw it live. What was that like? And, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I mean, what do you think, man? Shaq through two tables? Oh, I wasn't seeing. I didn't see it because I was too busy looking at Red. Okay. So I was, I was actually staring at her, and I, I'm, I'm a guy that like I get a tunnel vision where I'm focused on one thing. Could be a hundred things going on. I'm only focused on one thing. I heard it, and I was like, oh, and I was like, they went through a table, but I'm too worried about looking at my love. Like I'm more worried about her than anything. I care less what else is going on. Right, because that's, you know, that spot on the tables, which was the big thing for Shaq. Like, that's obviously the clip that's been used on all the major media outlets after when they're reporting about Shaq wrestling. We should have showed the powerbomb. That powerbomb was awesome. Yes, I I was delightfully happy with Shaq's performance. I was a little nervous. I didn't know what he'd be able to do, but it was good. And to be honest, on TV, it looked like he was crying the whole time. Like, he literally had tears, and I don't know if it was tears of joy, but, like, he literally – it wasn't sweat because it was literally just this. So I don't know if he was just that happy to actually finally be in a wrestling ring. Like he's well, always, he I don't took know, it but. seriously, and he really wanted to make sure that people didn't talk smack about him, and he really wanted to show everyone that this wasn't just him joking around, that he was serious. So yeah. good to live, you know, I don't know. So, But, yeah, so that, that moment, though, sets up for – Man, what I thought was going to be the finish, and I was freaking out for a minute because I was like, oh, my God, are they going to go? Are they going to – is it going to end here like this where she got that moment and the crowd realizes after everybody's attention from the tables is going back to the ring and there's your girl. Got the moment just waiting for Jade to turn around. She's going to do it. And, unfortunately, when she goes and does the spinning – or the spear, uh, they were still on Shaq for a second. So we didn't actually see the spear, but we saw the impact of them hitting – and, man, that live had to be just great because the crowd sounded hot when they finally realized from the tables that, oh, shit, Red's going to get her right here. The, it, she's going to win. Like, Cody yeah. and Red are going to win. Yeah, that was good. I mean, the whole match was good. It was, dude, and it set the tone for that show because the rest of that show delivered, but they had a really big thing to try to live up to with that first match. So, And your girl killed it. Red did amazing. And I think everybody can agree. Buy the shirt, everybody. AEWshop.com. Buy the Red Velvet shirt. Yep. Definitely. We so, better get it while it's still in stock because I know that right now it's one of the hottest sellers. So get it while you can. Heck yeah, I bought one. I'll never wear it because I can't wear black clothes because my cat ruins them. But it's going to well, hang on my, I'm gonna gonna hang on my wall. I'm going to wear mine all the time. I got the uh, – Oh, you got the pop socket. Yep. Nice. I have her pin. I, she gave me a pin when I uh, saw her. In oh, I don't even have a pin. Yeah, yeah, man. I got yeah, one I of those. Use it. <laughs> I do a lot of red. Nice. Um, but yeah, man. So like, get the shirt. It's it's a cool ass shirt too. And what's funny is I was actually looking on ProWrestlingTees.com before the show because I was like, why have they not? No, you got a shirt for AEW. Yes, exactly. ProWrestlingTees.com one. You need to get the official AEW, right. like AEW merch 
shop.com or awshop.com and get the original first edition red velvet t-shirt. Right. I was about to buy one and I didn't for some reason. I was like, I'm not going to do it right now. And then the next night hers came out and I was like, this was yes, why I didn't do it. Job. I'm proud this of This is why I didn't do it. So yeah, man, I got my AEW one coming and I'll yeah, wear it when I'm like at it. Go to awshop.com and get her shirt or get anybody else's shirt. Sure, but uh, support AEW and uh, help out the uh, fiance, so that way uh, she can get me a ring. <laughs> there you go. Flip the rolls. Uh, man, that's good. I'm glad you had a good time out there, man. I'm glad you were able to relax. People may not realize it, but when you say, like, it, that's a hard thing for you to do, man, you are a grinder. Uh, you know what I mean? So for you to take time for yourself and just sit down and relax, I mean, even when I'm around you, usually it's like we're on the go, man. We're doing stuff like we're not really just chilling out. Uh, you know, it's it's we got stuff to do, uh, man. So I can only imagine. And then on top of that, doing the whole dynamite show where, again, your your roles were flipped. You're not used to being on that side of the show. It's usually you getting backstage. You're getting ready to get in the ring. You're get and here you're just there for the support and spectating, and it's a different. Yeah, field. I like that role. I like that yeah. role a lot. Yeah, right. No bumps. It's amazing. I feel great in it. My <laughs> voice yeah. might be a little little raspy, but that's from me yelling so much. But other than that, I'm pretty good. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, it was fun. And then they, yeah, they did the revolution thing last night. Did you watch any of that? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, uh, I fell asleep early. I had to get up early today. Yeah, it was like I said, it was a decent pay per view. I just don't think it was as crazy. So I guess he, I don't know. They did that whole barbed wire match, but like, I don't know. Like, if you're gonna do it, do it. Like, the, the barbed wire didn't even cut anybody. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's different time, different. Uh, I guess. I guess. Case. I guess, but I, if that's the case, I'd rather just see these guys actually put on a hell of a wrestling match, not another extreme match because they've done two of them already. But either way, it was cool. Whatever. Uh, again, the dynamite was better, but so I don't. Uh, well, you're going away to Puerto Rico, so we won't have a show next week. You're gonna hit some surfing. Surfing, load of vacation, just kind of relax. Just I needed some time to get away for a little bit. I've been working so much that I haven't had any time for myself. So I'm pretty much ready for a uh, just to get away for a little bit. That's good, man. You need to do that. And when? So has it? When has surf season begun in Florida? Uh, there's really not a season. Oh, you can't just go all year round? No. No. Is it just no. a couple months? No, it's random. Okay. It's like... It just really just depends whatever the weather is at the time. Yeah. Okay. That's why it sucks. Yeah. Everyone has to travel and go somewhere because it's so random and so iffy and the wind and everything. It's just... Florida just does not get good surf. It's not like California or even New Jersey. Really? Yeah, New Jersey gets better surf than Florida. Just we just when we do, we it's good. But other than that, it's rarely like I surf maybe five or six times last year. Really? Not very many. No, that's not the year before. You were going quite a bit. Yeah, it all depends on the weather and the weather patterns and everything like that. So, you know, it's kind of – that's why it's such a hard sport because you have to depend on Mother Nature, and Mother Nature changes so much, and you just don't know. So, you know, hopefully when I'm in Puerto Rico, the waves are good. It's not looking too promising, which I'm kind of bummed about, but I should just be happy that I'm able to – escape and get some vacation time. So I'm going to try to catch some waves, but if I don't, it's not the end of the world. Life goes on. Right. You're still going to give you know, get to be in a cool place. Uh, so is this going to mean after when you come home, is that when this whole aces and eights reunion is happening? Uh, yeah, I, I literally fly home to go do that. If I was, if I didn't have that, I was actually going to stay in Puerto Rico for a little bit longer. Oh, really? 
Nice. Yeah, and then that came up, so I was like, I got to fly home for that. But uh, I was actually going to try to stay longer. But I got to go home to go do some work, put on the put on the vest, and rally up with the old crew. Dude, how long has it been since there's been like an actual like Aces and Eight reunion? This is like, the first one. Really? Like, there's never been another time where you guys are just at it signings or anything together after that? No, not this many of us together, no. So now who's all going to be there? I know Gallows, Bischoff. Uh, Mike Knox. Mike Knox. Me. D-Lo. D-Lo, that's right. That's the other one. And I think one other one. I don't know. So that's a pretty... I mean, that's pretty amazing, man. People have been wanting this. When D-Lo earlier this year did the whole turning his office chair on Impact's, was it, I don't know if it was TV or online, but he did that whole tease where he turned around and the back of his chair had his aces and eights vest on it. And he was talking about, like, getting things shook up. Dude, like, people online were excited. They were like, oh, shit, are they bringing aces and eights back? No, like, that was just a gimmick. And, and I know it was. They're but, not bringing it back. They're not doing nothing with it. Right, and, uh, right, but like, dude, but people were like excited. So like, people seeing you guys coming together for the, like, an event like this, that'll be really cool, man. People are gonna be really into it. Yeah, it'll be really fun. It'll be in Georgia. You can check it out. I got the flyers posted on my uh, social media, but it has nothing to do with Impact Wrestling at all. Right. Yeah. No, it's a complete indie show. So let's make sure people get that clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's an uh, indie show in Georgia. It's just the boys are coming together to put on a show. So yep. that's going to be a lot of fun, guys. If you're in that area, you need to get tickets for it. When is that again? So that's in like two weeks? Uh, it is the 26th and 27th. All right, 26th, 27th of March, then, guys, be there. Damn, I wish I'd have known that a little bit long, longer ago. I would have tried to plan to come to that. That would have been cool. Yeah, I don't know if we're wrestling or not. I think it's just on wrestling. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. But there you go, guys. Make sure you check that out, man. That'll be cool. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if you want to get into this, but some other things in the wrestling world happened in the last week or so. Um, first of all, like you said, Paul White went to AEW. They also have now another guy who signed, and that's Christian. Signed yeah, I know. Him. How cool is that? Very cool, man. That is a dude that I've always just been a fan of. Me too. Like, I love that dude. Yeah, good friends with him too. Oh, that's cool, man. He's just a good man. He's a talent. He really, dude. He's hilarious. He is hilarious. Like, that guy can act. Like, I'd watch him in any comedy film and be like, I'd believe it. This guy's funny as shit. Uh, just watching him and edging them to do their stuff. But So there were some cool moments like that in the news, but then there were some sour moments, too. Uh, and that is two people were trying to come back into the wrestling world and basically got called out about it. Uh, and they're now going to probably have to go back into obscurity, and that's because of the whole speaking out movement that came out that you know back then. Uh, but, yeah. One of the things was the whole Joey Ryan thing, trying to put on a show under everything not him, but then get called out on it. But the other one, too, is, and this was the more, uh, an interesting one, too, that just happened, and that is that we had talked about it, I don't think on the show, though, but uh, former member of the Bullet Club, uh, Marty Skrull, was used in New Japan to start a new angle. And after it broke news, they decided this week they're ditching it, and they're not using it, and they will no longer work with him. Uh just craziness going on uh, in the world of wrestling. And I just don't that, – that's not even the world of wrestling, though. That's just kind of like shitty people in the world trying to just do shitty things, uh, especially with the Joey Ryan thing. That's just ridiculous. But And I know most people have heard about that, so they can check that out. But, um, yeah, it's been a crazy week, though, in the world of wrestling, too. Uh, Jim Crockett uh, Jr. passed away as well, so that was pretty sad, uh-huh. too. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, much respect to him and his family and everybody and friends like that. That was, uh, that, that's a family name, man, right there, man. Yeah. Uh, and stuff they've done in the world of wrestling. So, but yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun. And now we got the road to WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw's on as we, no, not as we speak. In eight minutes, it's going to be on as we are recording this, guys, because we're not live this week. Uh, well, but yeah, we we were gonna spoil it and say we were live until Ace this. Oh, I didn't know we were. I thought we were gonna because I was gonna premiere it. So no, we'll try. We'll try to squeeze in one more before I leave now, since you since you uh, 
let the cat out oh, of the bag. We don't. It's good, dude. We do this from time no to time. Pun intended, but the cat is out of the bag. He wouldn't fit in a bag. He's so fat. This cat. No, um, yeah, you definitely need to walk that thing. I. Yeah, you're right. We both need to go for walks. <laughs> oh man, it's so so sad, dude. But it's getting nicer out, so now I, I actually will get out and about. I actually went and swung the golf club around at this indoor golf place this weekend, so that was So it's not minus 40? Dude, it's like 50, it was like 50 high today, man. I was in, everybody's out in shorts and t-shirts. I'd be in full sweats. (laughs) I had this conversation with a friend this weekend about, uh, because we were talking about that, and we were talking about people from southern states. It's 65, and I'm in sweatpants and sweatshirt when I go outside. Oh my god, really? It is it's 52 and clear here, and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's so nice out. No. Like, we would have probably golfed outside if there was no snow on the ground because there's still a little snow. It's not all melted away. Yeah, I don't think I would have went outside. Oh, man, this is gorgeous out right now. This is gorgeous. Yeah. So how did you do in New York, then, with that snow? Like, how much snow, though? How much snow are we talking? A lot of snow. Really? Like, you guys got caught in, like, a snowstorm up there. No, it just got done snowing, kind of like how probably how it is there today. It was a beautiful day. It snowed right when we got there, light. But other than that, it was, like, drying up. But there was big, huge piles of snow. But it wasn't, like, it was sunny. And they were like, oh, today is beautiful. And I'm like, sure is. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. I... I wish I could be like that. I really do. I wish I didn't have to like and know how to survive in 30 degree weather and be like it's normal because it's yeah. not. I did last night have to throw a crack out, crackhead out by his head out of 7-Eleven. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so break it down. <laughs> what was this crackhead doing at 7-Eleven that made you throw him out? Well, it's a local 7-Eleven kind of by the house, so I know, like, the ladies that work there. This crackhead comes in, and he has a thermos, like, this big, and he's like, how much to fill it up? And the lady's like, we don't sell cups that big, but I guess $2? So he starts flipping out on the ladies. Noted, I've already bought my stuff, but as the guy comes in, I'm like, man, this guy looks shady. And I'm like, I'm going to stick around and make sure he doesn't try anything with these ladies because I know these ladies. And I would yeah, feel yeah. bad if I left and Lord forbid something happens and I was right. like, you know, I was just there. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just gonna sit here. He so the crackhead's just going crazy, starts making a mess, they start filling up. He starts cussing at the ladies. Then he grabs an ice cream, he's like, ah, grabs ice cream, throws it on camera, he's like, How much for this ice cream? And they're like, uh, scan it something, excuse my language, fuck this ice cream and fuck you and throws it on the ground. I'm like, whoa. And then he starts knocking stuff over, starts getting loud with the ladies. So I had enough. I was just like, I grab him by his shirt and his pants and I go. But I forget that at the Circle K that it's a metal door and you gotta like push the metal thing. Uh-huh. So I just plow his head in, and he goes, and I'm like, oh, whoops. whoops. So then I use his head again on the <laughs> button, get him out, and then throw him as far as I can in the middle of the street. And uh, he, like, stands up and, like, comes, looks at me, and I'm like, I will literally stomp your head in the concrete if you step one more foot towards me. And I guess you could tell that I was serious because he – turned off and walked the other way. I'm amazed by anybody who's dumb enough to even, like, push on you when you're angry. You know what I mean? I've only seen it a few, like, a couple times, but it's like... I didn't yell that at him. I told him nice softly that I would yeah. pretty much murder you. <laughs> oh, see, this is why drugs are bad, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, two drugs. And the funniest thing is, so I go in there a lot and I buy muscle milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in there afterwards, and the lady goes, so that's the reason why you drink all the muscle milk? <laughs> I said, 
It was like perfect to like make the situation like funny oh, and de-escalate. And, you know. Dude, that's great. Did you see the video that's online of that uh, that Carter quarterback from it was either like Mississippi or Missouri in the, the bathroom? The two amateur wrestlers. Yeah. Did you see so, that shit? So guys, when you see ears like this, oh dude, when you see dude. ears like this, I recommend do not mess with the person because these ears tell a story. These ears. I've told a story that I've been hit so many times in the face that you better hope you hit me really, really, really hard. Dude, it's no joke, man. Cauliflower here is a dead giveaway to walk away. It's not even worth so, it. What do you think about – did you hear that there was a Pat McAfee in AEW or something? Like yeah, that? I heard Or do you think he, that's just hype to get – to, to stir – just stir the pot up a little bit. Like I feel like he won, and I feel like he's got a pretty good relationship with WWE. That that's what I said. I don't think he would. But interesting notes on this. One, he disappeared very quickly, and I don't know if that was his choice. He only did one or two matches when he came back and had like the faction, mm-hmm. and then he was all Sunday, and they announced it. They're like, he's going to be gone now again. So, and I don't know. Was it his call? Was it their call? I don't know. Nothing really came out about that. So that's a little fishy. Uh, but it's just weird because I don't know. He well, came, I don't think you know, here, here's the whole thing is with this situation is that he gets paid a lot of money to do a show. Oh, yeah. He he, there's no physically way possible that he could be a full-time wrestler because he gets paid a lot of money for his show and he's not going to stop his show. Right, and they're not going to pay him huge bucks because he can only really do so much because he has other adventures he's doing. So I don't know if that's a thing that you know. Hopefully, a I mean I love Pat McAfee, but I I hopefully AEW does not spend a lot of money and throw some money down. I hopefully they spend that money and invest in other wrestlers that are going to be there full time and be able to, you know, earn their money's worth. I have nothing against – I love Pat McAfee, but I don't think he should be getting paid major, major dollars just to come in and wrestle every once in a while when there's, you know, guys out there busting their ass every single day, guys and girls. I mean, you know, use some of that money and give it to some of the girl roster because mm-hmm. some of those girls out there bust their ass, and they're not getting paid – as much as the boys. So give them the money, you know, like right. for me, I love Pat and I love his gimmick, but I don't think people should be throwing tons of money for him to come wrestle. I think they should be, I think he should be getting paid tons of money to broadcast. I think right. that the NFL should have stepped up when he was in negotiating with the NFL. Cause he's a great, um, what do you call it, commentary, co-host, whatever. Yeah, I, no. I love the show, but I just don't think it's fair to the boys that bust their ass every single night, that sit in those locker rooms every single night, that do all, every single one of those shows right. for a guy like that to come get paid major dollars, which people say it doesn't, but it does affect everybody else's paycheck. That's yeah, my opinion, and we'll leave, we can leave it at that. Yeah, it's a weird situation, especially when it's like Cody says he's calling him every other day, and then he came out and was like, no, that's not true. So it's a really weird because no one knows who's really being honest in that whole ordeal. But, again, it just seemed weird, though, because, like you said, I just thought he had a really tight tie with WWE and NXT. But who knows? Maybe we're wrong. But, you know, the other thing, too, <clears throat> is uh, – and I don't know if we talked about this, but uh, – um. So uh, Bad Bunny's in WWE. He's going to do a Mania match, it sounds like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now we got little Bow Wow. I don't remember if we talked about this. Bow Wow's going to start training. He wants I to know. be in WWE. That's crazy. Right? He's going to train with Rikishi. Then Bow Wow's been tweeting at some people online in the wrestling industry. And uh, for some reason, somehow Soldier Boy got involved in all this. And did you see? So Soldier Boy <laughs> and Orton got into basically a little Twitter battle. So did my dad. Yeah, you're. I, yeah, now that you mentioned, I do remember seeing your dad getting involved in that. Uh, but like, wh- so first of all, what's just your take on all these rappers coming into the game? And then my other question is, we're gonna have fun with it. I want to know this: 
what if you could pick one rapper, dead, alive, whatever, one rapper of all time that you think would make a good wrestler, who would it be? I was first question. What you just thought on these current rappers coming into the wrestling business? It's always happened. Right. It's nothing new. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. It's the you know the rock and. Uh, the Russell Rock connection back in the it's you know always, it's, it's been always been like that. Yeah. So just, um, I don't really have any. Um, I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I give you my honest opinion. I don't care. I don't don't even. Yeah. Whatever. Randy yeah. Randy Orton did. Uh, DM me not too long ago, so that was pretty cool. If you want to speak about that, we could talk about that. Um, he hit me up talking because I guess uh, you know how we were mentioning the stories, and he was just like, "Oh man, I had a blast at your lake house back in the day," and he was just like, "I miss you." I was like, "Yeah." So hopefully uh, next time he's in town, I think me and him are going to try to catch up. So that'll be cool. Nice. Hopefully, I'll get a picture or something. You know, it's hilarious. I, you know, because I have Twitter, so I can use your Twitter to, you know, do show stuff for us. <laughs> so I get notifications from all three of our accounts, my account, your account, and our show account. I didn't even know he messaged me until, like, 20 day, or 7 days, 8 days later. I'm like, sorry, I didn't see this, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. Yeah, like, so, how many people don't respond back to Randy Orton? <laughs> I'm like... He's, I, told him, I, go, I, I go, dude, I have all my notifications turned off. I don't pay attention to that. Right. He he's just sitting, laughing. He's sitting there thinking you're being a dick. And you're like, what? Yeah, I don't I'm even like, look at my shit. Yeah, that was the funny. I was like, dude, I hope he doesn't think I, like, just, like, faving them or something. I was like, but I really just don't go on social media. So. No, dude, you, you're definitely not that guy. Uh, and neither am I, really, for the most part, but I do it for the show. I know, but you should be. But I do it for the show. I just don't, like, I don't do my personal shit. Like, you're not going to catch me on there talking about, like, you guys, today, you know what happened when I went to this? Like, nobody needs to know about my day. It's whatever. Nobody should care about what happened in my day like that. But I'll push the cool shit in my life, and that's this. Um, but, yeah, man, that's funny, Randy Orton texting you. Uh, so right did you get, DMs. DMs, yeah. Did you get to talk to anybody else? Like, who'd you actually like get to see that you was like good quality? Jerry time? Lynn. Um, everybody. Have you, have you gotten to work with Jerry Lynn before? Negative. Oh, that's that'd have been dope. Negative. Uh oh. Um, Scorpio Sky, Christopher Daniels, uh, Kazarian. All of them, just everybody. They're all good friends of mine. So it was good. It was cool to just see everybody. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh. Dude, <laughs> I was going to ask you something now I forgot already. So it's been a long Monday, dude. I'll tell you what. Case uh, of the Mondays. It is definitely a case of the Mondays, um, which is <laughs> – dude, I'd say, have you, you haven't heard anything about Revolution from last night, have you? No. Okay, so I'm. it's funny. Uh, they were supposed to do that. They did the barbed wire match, and there's – I guess after the 30-minute time limit, the ring explodes. That's the gimmick on it. It's supposed to hold the dead and things go off. And they did the whole thing where he, he Moxley lost. He was already beat. There was still time. They were just beating him up, you know, Gallows, Anderson, and, and Omega. And uh, the clock started doing the 10-second countdown or like a 30-second countdown for the explosions. And they're like, oh, my God, it's still going to explode. And they all go running out of the ring like, oh, my gosh. And Eddie Kingston comes out. Apparently, he's going to be cool with Moxley now. And he's I like Eddie Kingston. I, dude, he's the shit. Yeah. Uh, and when I tell you this, this is actually the whole point of this, is Eddie Kingston is a freaking great person, man, and a great talent. Because what he had to do last night was – I felt bad. Uh, so, like, he comes out to try to drag Moxley and wake him up. Like, come on, man, we did 20 seconds. He's going to blow. Come on. And, you know, Eddie, he's, like, trying to slay. He's again. And, like, finally he can't get him. So when it's like five seconds, he just covers over Moxley to like try to protect him from these bombs that are going to go off all around the ring. It was literally like these sparklers off the top ropes and like a couple things from the side. It was the most underwhelming explosion Did ever. Did the ring at least implode? No. It, it, and dude, the fans booed the explosion. The fans that were there last night booed the explosion. And so 
then I haven't heard if anything's come out to be like it was supposed to be bigger and something went wrong. Moxley, after the show went off air, when he got the mic in front of the live crowd, told him like, oh, because the whole thing was Kenny Omega built. Well, they kind of mentioned Kenny Omega built everything for this match. It wasn't like a big point they made, but he said it. And he was I know, like, was the construction worker. Yeah, right. So that's the whole thing. Moxley, after they were off air, was like, Kenny Omega don't know how to build a exploding ring for shit. And then Tony Khan later that night was like, well, Kenny Omega does not know how to build an exploding ring. But, like, it just felt like that wasn't what was supposed to happen because poor Eddie Kingston had to sell this. Like, he was in an actual bomb explosion, bro. They had the oh, roll. They had to roll him, like, off of Moxley, and he had to pretend he was just out. And it was like, people were just like, oh, poor guy. Because it was so underwhelming, this explosion that went off. And poor Eddie, just for, like, 30 seconds or a minute, is just covering him like he's out. And Moxley's just, like, laying there like he's – it was just so brutal. Moxley sold it, so. Right. You know, and that's just it. But, like, that's the thing, though, is, like, Good on those guys because that was like that was not really. You know what I mean? Well, I mean like, like I mean yeah. They just nulled the shit out of it. Yeah, they, they they probably would have been better off today than the whole Kenny Omega doesn't know how to build a ring because it was. Dude, that's, I felt, a, that's a. They both had opinions. That's this him putting the blame on someone else for his probably his stupid idea, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it was funny though. It was, a, I mean, it was no, and nobody had like, oh man, AW, you know, you're gonna ruin. Uh, no one died, so yeah, no, one died. no one won the match. That's true too. That's very true too. They need to check these rules before they do these matches, so we can get clear winners on these things. Yeah, is someone really gonna die. <laughs> Yo, you guys advertise a death match, and there's not even a coordinator here. Like, what the shit's going on? Yeah, we're CSI when you need them. <laughs> they just have detectives on standby, just ready to investigate for the murder match. Oh, man. That's why you don't see that shit anymore, because it's just not really... I don't know. Anyways, yeah, man. Dude, so you're going to be in Puerto Rico for a whole week, come back, and then what? What do you got going on? Anything good? Do we got any more shows coming up, or...? Uh, I got the aces. We'll we'll talk more on. We'll hopefully do one more podcast before we leave. We'll try to get one out on Thursday. Um, we'll see. Um, just the aces and eights thing. I really don't know. My schedule's so hectic. I the last thing I know, pay attention to is what I'm booked for because it's usually on the weekends and I can just look. But um, I don't really know. Yeah, man, you're, and you're also still killing it at the, you know, selling houses and buying houses and stuff. So you got a lot yeah. on your plate. A lot on it. But, dude, some of those places I've seen you posting on. I had a, a home inspector fall through the roof. What? He did not step on the truss like they're supposed to and thought that he could step on drywall, which anybody knows if you're in the attic, <laughs> you cannot step <laughs> on drywall. Oh, my gosh. Did he get hurt? I don't – doesn't really bother me. It's more bothers me that he cost me about $1,500 worth of Yeah, money. that's the thing. Yeah. Like, he's turned up to pay for What? Yeah. Oh, some people are just horrible. Some yeah, and then like, he wants to flag me on everything, and I think he would flag me on everything because he was like – because he felt like an idiot because he fell right. through the roof and right. then flagged me on everything. And then I'm like, you flagged me on everything, and then you fell through the roof? Like – if you didn't write me up for anything, you fell through a roof. I might have let it slide, but you wrote me up for the sink not draining fast enough. Like, I've never even heard of that. Right. So, I'm in a – I can't talk about it, but, yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. Some people just need to do their jobs. I deal with stuff like that, too, and it's just like, guys, be professional. It's not a hard thing to do in life. Be professional and be a good person. You know no. what I mean? It really isn't, but... And that goes out to anybody that goes in their attic. Stay on the trusses. Do not. That's just ridiculous. Like, who would do that? Like, even I know that, and I don't, you know, I don't build shit. I don't go crawling around attics often, but it's like... He was checking the air handler for the master and just decided that he was going to go through the roof. Man, 
that's nuts, dude. Ugh, that's too bad. But yeah, anyways, if anyone wants to sell a house though in Florida, let us know because kill me. Anywhere in the central Florida to Tampa area, but you some nice spots. Nowhere past, nowhere below Fort Lauderdale or West Palm due to rules and regulations, and no, no higher than Jacksonville. Yeah, man. So pretty much all Central Florida. You want to eventually take over like the whole state if you could with this? Like you want to? How like can you grow this into other states so you can, I can work go like, anywhere I want? Really nice. Yeah, I don't buy houses anywhere I want. I just right now just trying to take over Central Florida. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, that's uh, grinding constantly on the grind. You got to be in life. It's just how it goes. Yes, man. sir. That's just how it goes. Right on, man. Well, yeah, dude. It's uh, we got uh, fast lane in two weeks. That's a pay per view to go home pay per view for WrestleMania. They still I always hated that pay per view. It's a pointless pay per view. I always thought that was like worst pay per view out of every pay per view. Well, that and you had Chamber like literally two three weeks ago. Like you don't. Need I know. It's like why can't Chamber just settle down and then set the feud and then yeah. just really focus Raw and SmackDown on the storylines to set up for Mania and yeah. not even do uh, this cheese ball pay-per-view? I, I've always hated Fastlane. That's just the one it's that I've always been like, why even do that? Yeah, nobody has been a fan of that one. I will agree. And you can see that when people talk about it. It's pointless. No, they throw matches together like it's nothing. So it's Well, and the thing is, they don't even use it to really build the storylines for Mania. That's usually No, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a pay-per-view that they just throw a bunch of guys in. Yeah, it's really weird. But yeah, so it'll be fun though Mania. Uh I'm really interested to see what's going to happen because they still have yet to announce tickets. Or even if they're doing tickets for sure, and if they are letting. I know that the season the season holder tickets have first priority. Okay. All right. So I don't know how that's going to happen. And then I think it goes next is the um, first responders, and then I don't know how they're going to do it, man. There's a lot of people, so we'll see. Well, yeah, and they have less than 30 days now. Yeah, and they really haven't announced anything. So. No, so it's really interesting to see. I mean, they'll sell no matter what because it'll be half capacity. True. But I wonder if they're doing it so that it stops people from travel. So maybe, maybe only Florida people be able to go. Maybe. maybe. That's what I'm thinking because. Keeping it local. I, I hate to knock on other states, but, man. Y'all be hating on us because we got our freedom. But Well, and so that's going to be the interesting thing, too, in these next months because now Texas, Iowa, and somewhere else have completely opened up now. Yeah, we're pretty much – I mean, we've never really shut down. I mean, we're pretty much – Yeah, and where I'm at, we're actually – like, we're – we're not really shut down anymore, but we're still like things are at certain capacities and stuff, but it's getting better. Yeah, um, here there I don't think there's capacities. Movie theaters are open. Yeah. Um Yeah, we got our everything's back to normal here. Yeah. Traffic is not as bad anymore, I think, because a lot of corporate people stay at home now. But right. other than that, it's pretty chill. Yeah, that'll be yeah. I'm I'm I, I want to see if they're gonna if like places like WWE and AEW will start traveling to some of these states now to actually do shows. I don't think that's gonna happen until a long time. Until I don't think that's gonna happen for a very long time. No, man, I hate I hate that the live entertainment took such a hit. I hate it. I yeah, would just because die. it's just a, too much of a hassle to bring all that TV equipment and do. All that for one show, all the way across the state, and then have to go all the way back because not every state's the same. That's every true. state's different. There's different rules. You know, right now they got a good thing going. Everything's safe. They know that they can keep rolling. So they're probably not going to stop something that they've already know that they can control and know that they can at least keep pumping out TV, which is the most important thing is putting right. out TV, not necessarily I hate to say it, but live events is really, they're less, they don't really care. It's more about TV and that's what they tell all the wrestlers. It's all about TV. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what pays 
Well, and WWE, yeah, WWE's already been talking about how they're not even going to go back out on house show tours anymore after this. Oh, no, no, it's all, that's you know, all. It's just not worth it anymore. It doesn't pay to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. The, the one nice thing about some of those states opening and being Iowa's opening is that that is giving us better odds of Waterloo's going to happen. So, Wrestling Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. So that is really good news. Uh, makes me actually want to book my hotel finally because I've been hesitant on that <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. But yeah, man. It, so that's some good news. That's going to be a fun weekend. Oh, man, I can't believe it's been as long as it's been. That'll be three years of the Briscoe and Big Asia, or a week shy of three years of the Briscoe and Big Asia. Yep. It's crazy, man. It's crazy the shit that's happened in the three years we've been doing this show. I know. <laughs> oh my God, man! Seen it all, been through it all. Hell yeah, we've become wise, old, classy men through this three years of this show. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. All right, guys, we will bring you possibly another show later this week. If not, this is the show. Enjoy it. When Wes comes back from vacation, all rested up and relaxed and ready to hit the grind again, we're gonna hit the back to shows. I know we've been talking about some guests we're going to try to get on here soon too. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to hit the ground running. Uh, me and you need to talk too, cause we need to pick a weekend out, uh, that I'm going to come down and visit cause I want to, I want to start planning. It won't be until two or three months from now. Cause yeah, yeah. That's why I want to plan it. Cause I'm going to buy the ticket early. Yeah. Well, uh, you might want to wait. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. But yeah, we're going to figure that out too, though, because I'm going to come down there. We're going to do some cool content and just chill. So it's going to be a good, good, good spring for us. I was thinking about maybe coming down uh, my birthday weekend in May, which would have been like around Memorial Day weekend. Maybe. I don't know. We'll figure something out, though. At some point, I'll be down there in the next few months. Two weeks? (laughs) few months. Oh, I was going to say, I don't even be here. <laughs> yeah, I just show up like, dude, let me in your place. Can you open the door from Puerto Rico? Let me yeah. just crash here. I will be locked. <laughs> you just come home, it's just me just hanging out on your couch with just food everywhere. Like, uh, sorry, I'll clean up. Nah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But yeah, man, uh, I got my Tuesday nights with the two count. Make sure you check us out YouTube uh, as well as Facebook and actually You'll be getting the live show here in a couple weeks exclusively only on Twitch. We'll be going only live on Twitch. YouTube will be the replays, fun audio versions on all your podcast outlets and all that good stuff. But, yeah, in a few more weeks here, we're going to be exclusively on Twitch only for the two counts. So join me uh, and John Russell for that. Uh, Again, we got this Aces and Eights reunion uh, coming down, so make sure you check out all the social media for Wes. You can find it. We'll put it on the show's media as well, so you guys can get tickets to that uh, and be there and meet Wes and the boys. Yeah, always big thanks to the VOC Nation, always, for audio. And check out our YouTube. I got some vlogs coming out. And be very exciting. And thank you guys for joining. Hell yeah, guys. Everybody enjoy the night, and we'll see you soon. This is a slipster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Taddy Fitz, Matt Grimm, and you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. 
Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On wrestling with problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.